Outdoor Writer. Mark Freeman, Outdoor Writer for the Mail Tribune, mailtribune.com. Part of Rosebud Media, centered here in Medford, Oregon. We're down as usual, uh, Comic Block Brewing Company, drinking a beer, talking outdoors with Jamie Lush, Mail Tribune outdoor photographer, videographer. Usually we come down, tell the stories, behind the stories, and stuff like that, and you know how things came to be. And this is, I think, one that's going to go down in the history books is, uh, man, we saw that coming. Talking tiger trout. Now, tiger trout is a funky new frankenfish that's starting to really turn heads and bend rods in two different lakes here in Southern Oregon, Diamond Lake and Fish Lake. It's just a new, fun fish to target and fish for, and they're tough and they're badass, and I'm kind of glad they're here. <laughs> you know, most people haven't even heard of these things. They are actually a cross between a female brown and a male brook trout. That's why they get that frankenfish uh, label on them. But you know, really that's not completely true because I've read some stories about how they found some uh, browns and brookies actually breeding together in Minnesota. Now they're, they get that name because you know they have these real satanic black stripes on their sides. And yeah, they're wild looking, cool looking fish for sure. Yeah, crazy looking. I mean. First time you see one, it's like, man, I don't even want to touch that. I don't even... yeah. And when you do touch them, they're awfully slimy. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're char, right? Yeah. Char are super slimy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But, you know, they've been stocked in uh, Fish Lakes since 2011. They've been stocked in Diamond Lakes since 2016. And guys are actually now starting to not only catch these things, but target them. And, and there's a good reason why. They grow really big, and they really fight well. We stumbled upon tigers just like a few weeks ago when we did a story about uh, fish on John Linson up at uh, Diamond Lake and we go out to go get a picture and catch some rainbows before that big derby and all we did was catch these big ass tiger trout. Yeah, we could hardly keep them off but a couple of them are pretty good size and you're right, they fight like crazy. Yeah, they really make good runs and you know, they're just awesome fish. And I, I was talking to another guy, this guy I know forever, he's Ron Pilkey from Medford, he's a fly fisherman. He, well, that's a pretty cool guy, and, and he gave me a call. He's talking about catching all these tiger trout up there. And he, he was getting them last year at 14 inches, and this year at 18 inches. And he fly fishes for them, and I know you get them on a muddler, something that looks like a uh, like a tui chub. So uh, yeah, guys are targeting them, catching a ton of them. But you know, it's kind of weird that you know, you're getting a lot of these fish at uh, Diamond Lake, and then all of a sudden I get this call from this guy from Fish Lake. He caught a 26 inch tiger trout here a couple of weeks ago while trolling in uh, Fish Lake and he's actually trying to catch one. That's he's, plenty big enough to get me excited. Yeah, he, he, tiger trout have to be released unharmed so he never got a weight on it but he estimated to be around 8 pounds and you're looking at that thing you're looking at a 26 inch fish and you're probably, you're probably pushing 8 pounds of her. They have pretty thick backs too. So all these stories about people catching tigers and you know, just a, a little while ago, nobody even knew what any of these things were. What we got here going here, though, is we have a tale of two lakes. You know, the story of, of tigers in Fish Lake is totally different than the story of tigers in Diamond Lake. Now, Fish Lake, that place has been run over by two each other for a long time. They've tried trapping them, they've tried netting them, and they just can't get rid of these things. And they outcompete regular rainbows for food and space. So. Dan Van Dyke, who's a fisheries biologist for the Department of Fish and Wildlife down here in Central Point, was just trying to figure out some new fish that might have a chance to survive among the tuis. So he, he heard about tigers, they're pretty popular in Utah and places like that. 
So he uh, did an experimental stocking. They put less than 1,700 in the first year at 2011, and then a little over 13,000 in 2012. Basically just looking for a fish that can survive. Now, tigers are you know, bred to be this way. They're piciferous. I think we were there for both of the, yeah. the first stockings. Uh-huh. I remember getting a nice underwater underwater picture of a tiger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. weird-looking thing, wasn't it? So, yeah, it looked like something out of some Disney Pixar movie, you know. I remember thinking to myself, these things might grow really big in here because Fish Lake is just full of these chubs. So, yeah. getting pretty excited back then. So, they they grew up to, to be about nine inches, and then they turn their uh, diet, instead of insects like normal trout do, they turn piciferous, which is they, the fish eaters. So, instead of out-competing, getting out-competed for food and space, batuis, they just turn tuis into food. And they've got millions of tuis to choose from. And they like laying in that shallow water where the smaller tuis like to live. They're just picking these fish off left and right. And then we've heard some stories about, you know, tigers get caught every now and then, but never really seen too many. And then this guy, you know, this, this guy Jim Campbell, calls and he's got this 26 inch here. It's like, and everybody's really stoked. It's like, yeah, there's a fish that's surviving in Fish Lake. You know, maybe these things will keep growing and really turn into a really good fishery there because you're just not getting big rainbows there anymore. So since they've started stocking tigers in Fish Lake, they've put in over 61,000 of them. Now, uh, the biggest one so far is that 26-incher Fish Lake. And one of the reasons these things grow so much is, is that they're sterile. So all the food intake they have, all their energy goes to growth and not for reproduction. That's why you get these bigger growth rates on these bigger tigers than you do with rainbow trout. So the story at, at Diamond Lake is totally different. You know, that place was overrun with Tui Chubs. And in 2006, uh, the lake was poisoned to kill over about 100 million Tui Chubs that completely thrashed the lake, uh, killed, couldn't get any uh, rainbow trout to grow, and even altered the chemistry of the water so we were getting these horrible algae blooms there. Frickin' Chubs. I uh, know, I know. So poisoned the lake. Killed them all, started all over, and things have been going gangbusters up there. They've got, you know, they're putting 300,000 rainbows in a year. It's the highest rainbow catch rate and catch numbers in the state of Oregon. And it's got some of the highest benthic loads ever recorded in the West. Benthic loads are poundage of insects per acre of, of muck underwater. So it's just, everything's perfect up there. In 2016, discovered to each other again. Now it's only a handful, maybe around 40. You know where they came from, whether they were illegally introduced as minnows for bait, as has it's been historically at Diamond Lake, or that they somehow survived, but you know, chances are just because of the size of those fish, they're pretty small, that somebody had used them for bait and released them there, and they started catching on. So Department of Fish and Wildlife, the biofer up there, a guy named Greg Hutchko, he's like all in to protect this fishery. So they started netting, electroshocking, and that year, they stocked uh, a bunch of uh, tigers, and they started them off at six inches, just to give them a head start. And they're, and they're in there, their job is just to eat any tui chub or a red side shiner, another illegal trash fish that's uh, been found in very small numbers in that lake. So these fish are in there to, to put in these tuis. But you know, you didn't really see them at all until last year they started showing up the catch, and like this year, targeted fishery. And it's, it's growing. They, they've put in uh, 38,000 tigers uh, so far in Diamond Lake in the past two years and do it in the fall. 
They're putting another 15,000 in this year. So, you know, these things are growing at least four inches a year. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, the guy's like, well, we don't really necessarily want this catch and release targeted fishery on, uh, on tiger trout up there. You know, they don't necessarily want too many of these big fish handled and, uh, released and have some kind of mortality so what this, you, this guy must not be an angler <laughs> <laughs> if these things are going to get 26 inches or bigger at diamond lake i guarantee you fly fishermen or all kinds of fishermen are going to target those things are you kidding me <laughs> so yeah so when we do you got to just make sure you handle them really well try not to take them out of water you know do your best angling practices catch from these practices if you can uh, and you know another thought that, that comes out of all this is well, if there's not a lot of chub in Diamond Lake, but there's all these tiger trout that eat fish, how many rainbows do these tigers eat in a year? You know, are they really making a dent in the rainbow population? Are we, are we going to see some kind of swing in there? And I talked to Hutchko about this, and he said, hey, he's more than willing to sacrifice some of these fingerling rainbow to keep these tigers around, because worst, worst comes worst, you just start stocking more fingerling every year. So. Yeah, it could work out. So, you know. Just keep great. stocking the fingerling, the tiger trout, keep growing, getting bigger, and the trout population stays the same. Sounds good to me. Yeah, and why I thought, you know, we'll remember this this podcast years from now, because, you know, looking at other states that have had more established tiger trout populations, Utah is breaking a new state record every year. Guess what it is now? How big? 19 pounds, yeah. 2 ounces. That's a big fish. That's like Chinook size. That's man. a big fish. So, yeah, so this could be the start of a great new thing. And there's no plans to stock tiger trout in any other lake or reservoir in Oregon yet. Now, it's kind of interesting because it, it does kind of come back, especially when you have places like Chewy Chub and Frankenfish like tiger trout. We're talking two non native fish. It's like choosing one non native over another. They're trying to get rid of one non-native and introducing another non-native to do that. You know, it's kind of a weird deal, but in reality, it's a very common practice. You know, that's one of the reasons when you have a non-native fish take over is because its natural predators aren't here. And we've done all sorts of stories like this involving mites, involving plants, and involving fish. One of these days, Mark, you can explain to me the difference between a non-native and an invasive species. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. They're a non-native are the cool ones, invasives are the ones people don't want. <laughs> no, is that how it is? All That's right. pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So, obviously, how do you catch a tiger trout? Well, the other day at Diamond, fishing on the south end, it seems like the, what we've heard and where we were, the, for whatever reason, the tigers have kind of gathered more on the south end of the lake. Yeah. And we were just fishing trout techniques, rainbow, how we've always fished up there uh -huh. on bobber and worm. Yeah. And they were all over it, but I think at Fish Lake in particular, as they start getting bigger, and like you said, they're pretty inclusive on feeding on other fish. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying to catch them on streamer patterns and stuff yeah. like that, or even like Rapalas in the evening, stuff like that. Rapalas. Get that aggressive strike. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun to me. And these things like to patrol the, the, the shoreline and the shallow waters. So I think the thing to do, and, and we were catching the south end of Diamond Lake, we were in what? We are fishing that, that, that trench, and that's like maybe 12 feet at the most. We were probably anchored in six. So yeah, it's uh, shallow water, pull around the sides with a propala or a big muddler and hang on. You know, the thing about rainbow trout, and most fly fishermen will tell you because they get a little bit more feel that you get a lot of, you get a little bit of run, you get a lot of head shakes out of a rainbow. But these things run like steelhead. 
Yeah. That 20 incher you had kicked your butt. Yeah. No, fun, right? had, yeah, yeah. I had a big one. And, and I, was, I went back. I took my kid there. And we were fishing there. And I hooked one a monster. And this thing ran. It ran like hooking a Chinook while you're still at fishing. Nice. And it broke me off. I had I had eight pound line. <laughs> so, and Hutchko thinks there's got to be at least a 20 incher in that lake right now. And then next year, that's going to be 24. And we're going to think about, you know, in the future, when we're going we're gonna to start, instead of being all geeked about catching a 16-inch tiger trout up there, we're going to be geeked about catching a 16-pound tiger trout up there. Sign me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark Freeman, Tales of an Outdoor Writer, that's what we got for you today. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. If you don't, share it with your enemies. Better yet, come on down and buy me a beer. Either way, we'll see you outside.